Do you love early intervention, but feel like you need more mentorship and information to thrive in this setting? We're here to provide a safe, inclusive community where we learn from and uplift one another. It's our mission to prepare students and practitioners to be confident and competent working in early intervention. Hi, I'm Amira Johnson. I'm Danielle DiLorenzo. And I'm Sarah Putt. And together, we're the real OTs of early intervention. We are still celebrating OT month here in April, and we are on letters G through L as part of our ABCs of OT challenge from Shannon Marie OT, and this is our EI spin on this challenge. For those of you who missed last week's episode, which were letters A through F, the ABCs of OTs was created by Shannon Marie as a way to increase awareness and to advocate for our profession and to talk about how amazing occupational therapy is. So we wanted to make sure that we put why OT was so amazing in the world of EI. So today we are going to be doing letters G through L, but first a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Michelle DOT, an occupational therapy platform highlighting the experiences of a Latina OT and dedicated to providing resources related to pediatric occupational therapy, justice, diversity, equity, and inclusion. You can check out her blog and resources at michelledot.com and follow her on Instagram at michelled underscore OT. G is for goals. So let's talk about goal writing in early intervention. EI goals are very family-centered and they are developed based on the routines of the child and what is important to the family. I know we all learned about those SMART goals in OT school, but the goals in early intervention look a little bit different. They're much easier to read, and we don't use a lot of medical language or jargon because it's something that we collaborate with the families on in order to find out what's really important to them. So the goals might look a little bit more simple. Some of the common areas that we address in our goals are communication, gross and fine motor skills, feeding, and sometimes family and parent education. Goals are truly the foundation for what we do in early intervention, and it guides our treatment plans, and it guides everything that we do with our families. So it's important to have a good understanding of what they look like and how they're written. If you haven't already, go and check out our episode number four, where we talk all about goals, and we even give you some examples of what those goals look like. H is for hospital, and specifically, we're talking about the NICU or the neonatal intensive care unit. The NICU is such a special and important part of what we do in early intervention because a lot of times we are supporting the families and the kiddos after having a NICU stay. A NICU stay can be very difficult, very challenging, and honestly traumatic for the family and for the kiddo. And so helping to provide that support as they transition out of the NICU and into an early intervention program is such a huge part of what we do. A lot of times our babes who spend time in the NICU were born prematurely. And sometimes prematurity is, depending on what state you're in, is a qualifying factor for automatically being enrolled in an early intervention program. And we know that when kiddos are born prematurely, they're at a much higher risk for developing a developmental delay in some area of child development. So it's extremely important for us to understand that and help support our babies towards meeting all of their developmental milestones. It's also important to understand the environment that the NICU plays and how it's a very all or nothing environment as far as stimulation. And there's a bunch of research out there that kind of talks about the link between a stay in the NICU and developing sensory processing difficulties and 
really being able to be on high alert and to know that that is a very real possibility and checking in on how are the babies, you know, regulating and, you know, all of that as they kind of get older. So early intervention has a huge place in supporting these families, again, as they transition home from the NICU and being there to support them emotionally and physically as they develop. I is for IFSP. Early intervention is all about creating this IFSP, the Individualized Family Service Plan. It literally is the starting point that a therapist will have to begin figuring out what type of strategies and supports will best help the family and child. It is so important to know that even though we as practitioners are creating the IFSP, the parents and the family should be at the center of this document. So please be mindful that you might have all of these ideas and directions that you want to go with therapy and creating goals and based on what the assessment has provided you. However, it is truly creating a document that is based on what is most important to the family in that moment of time and the areas of support within their daily routines that they need assistance with. So as long as you are always keeping the parent at the center and involved throughout the IFSP process, you are truly empowering and educating the family from the very beginning, showing them that yes, you do not only know your child best, but you know how to advocate and what the area Areas are that you need more support in. And that is our job to be able to provide that support to you. If you want to know more about what the IFSP process looks like, check out episode 10, where we take a deep dive into the entire process and what that looks like and how to support parents as well as strategies for practitioners when creating the IFSP. J is for jumping into private practice. And who? This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart because I started my own private practice solely focusing on early intervention a few years ago, and it was honestly one of the best decisions and the best things that I could have ever done for me, both personally, but also professionally. And early on, I didn't think that I was going to be solely focusing on early intervention. But throughout my years working in the schools, working in the clinics and working in various pediatric settings, I just became more and more enthusiastic and motivated and really just loving all things early intervention. And so I knew when I had the thought to start my own private practice, I knew that I only wanted to be working in early intervention and working with the youngest of youngest kiddos and their families and really just trying to support them at the earliest stages of development and really being able to to support the kiddos and their families on their journey. And I know that we haven't talked too much about why I started a private practice and how I did this, but hopefully in the future, we'll have some more conversations about this. So if you do have any questions about potentially starting a private practice in early intervention, please feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you're curious about. Let us know if you also potentially have your own early intervention private practice. And I am so glad that I took the jump into early intervention private practice. K is for keys. And really what I mean by this is that occupational therapy is the key to unlocking a child's potential. In previous episodes, we've talked about how occupational therapy is the glue. It's the glue that holds everything together. And we've talked a lot about working in teams and having lots of other professionals around. But one of the things that 
I heard years and years and years ago was that occupational therapy was the glue. And it was really because of our unique lens of how we can look at the child, we can look at the environment, we can look at the family, we can look at all of the dynamics of everything and integrate it all in order to support the children and their families and bring everything together. So all you have to remember is that OT is the key. We as practitioners hold the key to unlock a child and a family's potential. L is for language. More than ever, we need to listen to autistic and disabled adults. Even the very fact that I am saying disabled adults might make someone feel very uncomfortable or identifying someone as autistic using identity first language, autistic individual. I think the most important thing when we are speaking about language is to be able to consider what the family wants, the language the family wants us to use. But also as practitioners, it is our ethical and educational duty to make sure that we are up to date with the most evidence-based research with what the autistic community is saying, with what the disabled community are saying as to how they want to be referred to when referencing it. It is an opportunity to be able to really take voices and amplify them as practitioners while maintaining the respect of the family as to how they would like to use. Because we in school were taught person-first language, individual with a disability, individual with special needs, individual with autism. And we are now learning that that is not language that we should be using. So be mindful of the language that you use. You can check out a post that we did a while back titled Reframing Autism, where the fabulous Wren from the Neurodiverse OT shared a little bit about their thoughts for reframing autism and using identity-first language. Today, we talked about letters G through L. We want to know what your thoughts are. And if you have anything to contribute in the world of EI under these letters, we would love to hear from you. Send us a DM on Instagram at the Real OTs of EI or go to our website, www.therealots.com. We're so excited you joined us today. Check out our website, therealots.com, for more information about anything discussed in the episode. And sign up for our email list so you don't miss out on any of our awesome EI resources. And join our amazing community of students and practitioners to get your questions answered and learn from others working in early intervention. Whether you're in the car, on your lunch break, or signing in to your next virtual session, thanks for keeping it real with the real OTs of early intervention.